come to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son to do the impossible. Lord, to perform the act that we could not. That we might enter your kingdom. Lord, we would ask you this morning that you would break your word small, fit for our consumption. Amen. A few years ago, I was talking to another brother pastor in ministry, and he had had this experience where he had gone to the bedside of a man that was dying. And the man was there with his son, and he had reached a point where in his dementia and Alzheimer's, he has stopped speaking English and had gone back to his mother tongue in German. And so he said to the son, well, what can we say? And he said, well... He still knows the Lord's Prayer. And so they began to say the Lord's Prayer, the two of them in English and he in German. And as they got to a point in the prayer, the man stopped. And the pastor thought, well, that's odd. And so they started over and they did it again. And he stopped again in the same exact place. And so... He asked the son, what is he saying? He stopped. And thy will be done. Lord, if you would heal me, thy will be done. If you would allow me to be with you in heaven today, thy will be done. In our gospel text for today, The context is such that Jesus and the disciples have just seen this young rich man come and ask, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, sell everything you have, give to the poor, and come and follow me. And it says that the man is filled with great sorrow and walks away. And then we pick up in our reading today where Jesus now turns to his disciples and says, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. I have these big, thick fingers. And I hate trying to sew buttons or anything else because by the time I've gotten the thread spun to a point... I cannot get it through the eye of that needle to save my life. And 
as a kid, we would hear this passage read in church that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And you would imagine, well, how can a camel get through that little hole that I can't even get a thread through? But what Jesus is saying this morning is so much more than that. We anchor ourselves to broken and impossible things. You see, wealth and riches are not inherently evil. And neither is having them. But the influence that we allow them to have over our life can be. They've just seen this rich man walk away in sadness because he could not reconcile the difference between being trapped and that which trapped him. When our comfort that we've created for ourselves on earth is more important than being uncomfortable for the sake of the gospel, we need to check our priorities. Because our definition of wealth should include insecurity. But see, as a people, we avoid insecurity at all costs. We want to do everything that we can to feel like we have independence so that we don't need anyone. Our practice of wealth cannot avoid brokenness in the bodies around us. Do not be short-sighted. You see, we shake our heads at the rich man. How could you walk away? He's given you the keys to the kingdom. He's told you exactly what you need to do. And the only reason it won't happen is because you won't do it. And you walk away. And so we shake our head at the rich man. But yet we still use our comfort to keep us from doing the uncomfortable things, the hard things, like allowing lament and pursuing reconciliation. I couldn't go there because, you know, that's that part of town. That, uh, there's such a high crime rate. And what if somebody breaks into my car? They can have it. Or, you know, I just, this guy, he just, he's kind of off and he makes me uncomfortable. And I, I just, all my red flags are going off and, I, you know, I just, I can't do it. Does his heart beat? 
Is there breath in his lungs? Then he's worth your time. The illusion of independence hides the baggage that ultimately anchors us to the impossibility of entering the kingdom of God on our own. Jesus says it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And then the disciples say, then how can anyone even get there? Or the Lutheran question, was ist das? What is this? Where is the grace? Where is the gospel? And Jesus says, with man, it is impossible. You cannot do it on your own. But with God, all things are possible. We need a new metric for what it means to be rich or have wealth. Our metric is flawed by a broken lens. We see the world by what we lack and not by what we have been blessed with by God. Because in truth, he has given us everything that we need. But see, we're created with a sense of dependency. All the way back in the garden, Adam is completely and utterly dependent on that which God provides. And then God says, well, it's not good for you to be alone. So he creates Eve as his helpmate, right? He is not independent in any stretch of the term. Not only are they dependent upon God, but now they are dependent upon each other. But our created sense of dependency is wrecked in the fall. The temptation wasn't corruption by consumption. The temptation was to stand independently and make their own way. Our created sense of dependency is redeemed in Christ's death on the cross. The price of our rebellious brokenness and sin required some kind of atonement, some kind of payment by blood. And it wasn't just that like, if something had died of natural causes then they could provide that as the sacrifice. No, instead, a life had to be taken. Right? There's a big difference. There is a different kind of violence that comes in that. Something guttural that cuts us straight to the core where it's not an 
accident, that it's something that is done with great intentionality on our behalf. To satisfy the judgment that our acts of independence necessitated. Our created sense of dependency are restored in the first fruits of the resurrection. Our only hope of victory over death is in the resurrection of Jesus. No act or intention of man can give life where there otherwise is none. Right? We have the power to take life. We have the power to support life. But we cannot do anything to actually give life. We are completely dependent on the power and grace of God to overcome death. God leads us into his kingdom by unburdening us from the very thing that binds us to brokenness the most. God picks and prunes and scrapes away all of the dead things in our life. He changes our priorities. Right? They couldn't take every treasure that they had picked up on their journey back through the little narrow eye of the needle door in the side of the city wall. It did not fit. And so the only two options were you either stay outside or you set it away and you step through without it there is an eternal upset in the balance of power Jesus ends our reading this morning by saying that many who are first will be last in the last first When we would backpack in scouts, we would always put the slowest guy in our crew at the very front of the line. And he set the pace that the rest of us followed. Because if we flipped that around and put the fastest guy in front, then the slowest guy gets left in the dust. This guy. But in ministry, we do the same thing. It is about who we have and not what. The balance of power shifts when we refuse to walk away any faster or further than those who carry the heaviest of chains. Our heart in ministry beats 
to carry the blood of Christ to every extremity of his body. And no one member is greater than another. You see, threading the needle requires patience. Careful eyesight not to miss the opportunity and ensuring that nothing is caught in the fray. Our heart in ministry beats in the same way as we offer acts of service and we seek intentional discipleship and we extend invitations to worship. Because the grace of God overcomes the impossibility of us unburdening ourselves and makes our hope of his kingdom a resurrection reality that God always gets the glory, now and forevermore. Amen.